Welcome to another episode of Middle Ground with JLE LLC, where we treat you like family. That's the theme song, Detroit Love, off my first experience on the music and copyright. Don't mute none Facebook. Always got to say that. We got another amazing guest for you in this season. That's some stuff behind the names. You got to get that out there. Make sure you rep it right. We have Senior Manager, Elite Specialist Project Manager, Certified Scrum Master, Lean Six Sigma, Sarah Dickinson, PMP. Welcome to the show. Hi, so great to be here. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you for doing it. So, first question: What led you to this path? Sure. Um, so it's kind of uh, like a long story, but not that long. I promise. Um, yeah, I did retail so management uh, for a good part of my life, and um, I got to a point where I realized I either needed to move into like a district manager type role or I needed to kind of take a leap of faith and do something new. Um, and I talked to my my district manager at the time who, who was an awesome support system. And I just laid it out there. I said, you know, this is a, a hard way to raise a family and a hard way to have a life. And I love what I'm doing, but, you know, I want to find that balance. And he really encouraged me to um, look into the corporate side of, of the company that I worked with at the yep. time and, you know, not to be afraid to try something new. And with his support, I um, applied for a job in the corporate office and, you know, was blessed enough to be selected. And that changed my whole trajectory um, from retail management to working in a corporate setting. And okay. that's where I'm here. Awesome. So what are the duties of a senior manager? Sure. For me, I work with um, our, our channel team with, at Lenovo, and I help design incentive programs for our partners that sell Lenovo. And, you know, that's the fun part, right? Designing the programs. But there's so much mm -hmm. work in the background that has to be done, like all the reporting to make sure people are being paid appropriately and make sure the sales are recording and, you know, it, it sounds so easy to say, oh, just design a program. But then when you realize, how are you going to track it? How are you going to pay it? How are you going to do yeah. all these different things? So it's like a very fun side and creative side, but then a very operational side to it as well. Okay. Um, what is elite and specialist programs? Yeah, great question. So with Lenovo, we are launching, or we did launch um, April one new a new worldwide program Lenovo 360 and we've um, introduced uh, accreditations which is training that at the partner level you know uh, x number of their their personnel takes this training and then that that partner is accredited so we're really digging mm -hmm. deep and putting out some amazing content for our partners to learn about our product to learn about trends to learn about you know, um, different services that Lenovo has so that they can be a trusted advisor when they go out and sell our product. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's really exciting. Yeah. Now, how did you become a certified Scrum Master Lead Six Sigma? Oh, my gosh. I, uh, I love stuff like that. I love taking <laughs> tests and learning new things. Um, when I worked with well, Office Depot, I was uh, blessed enough to be invited to join the Lean Six Sigma 
program there and did a huge project to be certified to that. We presented to the CEO and that was all during COVID. So we went from in-person sessions to all of a sudden being at home and having to facilitate a, a whole new way to get group input um, from oh, our that's, living that's room. <laughs> <laughs> finish my, um, my last two class, get my degree was nothing but group projects in what teams. That was very yeah. interesting. No, it's, it's a whole new world, right? Like group projects mm -hmm. can be challenging enough in person, but then to add that layer of, of technology and, you know, um, yes. trying to find that balance of making everyone comfortable, but I don't, I'm a big believer of in being on camera whenever possible, but a lot of people aren't comfortable with that. So it can be hard to read yeah. a room and like check on the vibe with people not on camera. And sometimes <laughs> you're the only one not on camera. And yeah. um, I, <laughs> I have a really expressive face and, and I think in person it's a little bit different and on camera sometimes the expressions are too big and people think I'm, you know, laughing at something and I'm really not, I'm just excited or, so you have to be like, so careful. It's a whole new level. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. The, the presentations on there and you have to put your camera with it. I'm like, we doing all this. And so I'm like, I don't want to present. I'm like, you at home? What's, what's no, I don't want to do it. Y'all do it like, oh, I can see we had to walk in front of the classroom. What are you doing now? You had the crib. You should be chill. No, I'm pretty <laughs> sure some people they had they had a little shot of Jack. Just take the edge off. You, what you doing? You all right? Don't anybody. And hydrate. Yeah. Now, what is the Sigma 6, though? So Lean Six Sigma is um, a discipline of, of, I don't want to undersell it, but I also don't want to oversell it. it. It's organization. It's ways to organize information and ways to look at information. Um, it's used a lot in manufacturing, for instance, okay. and you can like watch how a process is being done. And there's all sorts of really different co cool tools that you can use to sort of take that information and extrapolate it. For, so for instance, when I was doing my big project, um, one of the things I used was a spaghetti map. So we would track where people started in a store and then where they ended up. And it okay. was so interesting to watch over a hundred people do it and, and see where there was probably, I don't know, a hundred different ways they could walk from point A to point B. There was really like three main ways everybody was doing it. So you were wow. seeing which end caps they were walking by, which people they may or may not have interacted with. So to be able to use something like that, that kind of organizational tool to help um, design end caps and make sure the right product is there or to know where to put a greeter or someone that can help customers um, use okay. for things like that. Now, when I had organizational theory, and I believe the weirdest class I ever took because it was all about a corporation is a person. I'm like, what? <laughs> I had to look, I had to stop, try to look, cover the book, go back and read the chapter, and get like, so when did this become a person? <laughs> that blew me yeah. away. Like, 
is a person. Wow. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah, it sounds really interesting. I haven't taken that class. Maybe this summer. <laughs> or you could probably go on YouTube and put up a lesson. Because some classes where I wasn't feeling it, like, okay, I'm going to class. Let me go on YouTube. I know some professor put it up. But showing up, they did. Like, I mean, that's what that cat was trying to say. That made no damn sense to me. All right. I got it now. Okay, cool. I definitely did it with finance. Oh, Lord. YouTube is amazing for for all the different things and and it's so helpful for the way like like to your point that you know people can explain something multiple different ways and you know maybe the way you understand it isn't the way I understand it and, and vice mm -hmm. versa so having this platform where all these people are are being helpful and sharing how they can explain it and it's there for us to utilize it's such a cool Absolutely. such a cool tool yeah, I, I, I man, hey, yeah, calculator. Like, what is the future value? What are you talking about? Let me get on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't making no sense, man. <laughs> and I'm getting up out there. I'm trying to go to school. <laughs> my best, my best YouTube experience. I had an IKEA futon bed thing, and one wow. of the slats came out, and mm. I had I like. I have no idea how to put this thing back. And I tried for like an hour to do all these different things and tools. And, and then I said, you know what, let me, let me YouTube this. And sure enough, there was a 90 second clip where somebody was like, Oh, boop, boop, boop. And then you're done. And I was like, this person saved me hundreds of dollars. This is fantastic. I've done that with fixed stuff on vehicles before. Like, Oh, that's how you do to put the, the light bulb in. <laughs> I was man. We didn't get the box ring. You try to charge me like five hundred in garbage. You, yeah, you right. Cause <laughs> all that. <laughs> <laughs> now I saw on LinkedIn you you organize teams and units. What is that experience like? I'm so sorry. My internet got a little fuzzy. If you can just repeat that question. I saw on your LinkedIn that you have worked with a lot of cross functions and units. What was that mm -hmm. like? That's always such an adventure. Um, I love, I, you're right. I've done a ton of cross-functional things from the L&D departments, the IT departments, communication departments, marketing departments. Um, I think one of the coolest things is you always learn like some cool new slang that you didn't know. Um, <laughs> well, I love working okay. with the IT people because it's like they have like a whole nother language and um, I love when you can say something like, oh, I did some testing in the sandbox environment, which sounds like so official. And it, it just means, you know, an environment that's not open for everyone to use yet, um, um, with like a website or whatever. So I love okay. picking up all the different slang and industry terms. And I just love meeting new people and, and kind of hearing their journey and how they got from point A to point B. Um, cause we, I think we all have so much more in common than we realize sometimes. So it's really okay. cool to hear those stories and to make those connections. Now, before COVID, did your company ever have those team development type meetings? Um, I don't think we had enough of them to be frank. And that's not a criticism, right? That's, that's just an opinion. Um, I know they were developing a program where you could um, shadow other jobs. Um, okay. 
which was really cool. I, I wasn't there when it was put into place and I don't know how it's going um, with Office Depot. Uh, but I think the more we can all learn about other departments and how they work, it, it's just for the benefit of, of the whole person, right? Like you said, a corporation's a person. And if the whole person yeah. knows how the arms work and how the legs work and how the brain works, they can work together much more seamlessly. So I think the more you know about other departments, the more helpful you are to your company as a whole. That's why I went and got a, a management degree because got to know each department. And to me, I'm like, if you're going to go into business, something, you don't so I want to know what everybody knows. So they don't think, oh, I'm, oh we worth five billion now. I hit Jeff for five million. Um, I did the, the assets and liabilities. Ain't nothing equaling, bro. Um, you know that? Yeah, I know that. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I think sometimes, like, I worked in communications for a little while, and, and people from other departments would come to you and say, hey, I need, I need a communication. And, and they didn't understand that it takes, like, a week or maybe two weeks, and that there's a schedule, and then there's editing, and then there's approval, and there's sign-off. So just knowing those little behind-the-scene details just make you a more well-rounded employee so you know if you need something, uh, there's a runway mm -hmm. of time involved sometimes or, you know, working with IT, they work in sprints and, you know, maybe the next two sprints are booked up and your request can't get in for a month or two months. Just being mm -hmm. realistic with your expectations and understanding that there is a process in, in every department, I think is so helpful. Okay. Well, we have to promote and market you, whatever you have going on. The floor is yours. Yeah, so I think um, I'm doing some really cool things with Lenovo right now. Um, last year, I was blessed to go to Women of the Channel um, with a couple hundred women from around um, North America. And we heard some really great speakers talk about allyship. Um, and mm -hmm. it inspired, um, I don't know, about eight of us from Lenovo, including my director, who's amazing. Um, to come back to Lenovo and say, hey, we want to we want to start a, an allyship movement. Um, and so we've been working, we're developing a training curriculum um, yeah. so that people in our company can take uh, a set curriculum and then earn a badge that says that they've you know taken this curriculum. And we're working with um, the, we have different employee resource groups. Um, we have Blast, which is for black leaders. Um, and then we have lead, which is for uh, people from um, Pacific Islander and that different background. We have Ola, which is those different um, Spanish countries. So we have all these cool employee resource groups and, and we are trying to partner with all of them to see how we can best offer our services to promote allyship um, and to, to help, right? And I think mm -hmm. one of the biggest things that I've learned in this allyship journey is I can't call myself an ally. I can want to be an ally and I can do my best to be an ally, but that, that badge of honor has to be given um, from someone that I've helped. And, and they have to say, yeah, I look at Sarah as an ally. So really humbling to, to know I want to do all these things, but I can't just assign myself that label. I have to earn that. Okay. I know in business school, they definitely, 
that talked about social responsibility. Every corporation, brand, you got to have that in there. I'm like, there's different forms. It ain't about profit margins and, and getting that golden parachute. <laughs> yeah. It came a long yeah. way. And, you know, while we were, you know, putting together our proposal for how to bring allyship to Lenovo in a more formal way, because, mm -hmm. because there's mentorship and, and sponsorship and things like that. Lenovo has an awesome culture. Uh, I cannot say enough positive things about our culture. So wanting to bring in this, you know, this other uh, mm -hmm. avenue, um, one of the things that, you know, we kind of learned is companies with a better diversity um, in their C-suite um, have higher profit margins. And so, so cool to see the like the evidence of something that you know deep down right like we know diversity is just good for everyone but then to see some black and white evidence that says hey companies with c-suite diversity do about 17 percent uh, more profit margin was really an awesome inspiring thing to to see oh oh that that definitely gets my ears perking up 17 percent yeah yeah that's that Scrooge McDuck talk right there like okay Mm -hmm. we, need, we need more of that. Let's get it cracking. Yes. <laughs> Anything else you got going on? Um, I think for me, I'm I'm really trying to um just sort of be more mindful about living in the moment and um kind of embracing kindness anywhere I possibly can. I feel like uh with COVID and everything and how much the world changes changed. Um, we saw like a lot of people quick to judge and quick to divide and, and quick to yeah just tear down. Yeah. And so I, I really want to focus on, you know, giving people the benefit of the doubt and finding the kindness in everyone and, and responding in kindness. If I feel, you know, some sort of way about something, um, and just sort of just being a, a better person in general. Yeah. I mean, whatever faith you plan, it's pretty much what it all talks about. Love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. You don't do it enough. <laughs> and I think, you know, I love if you've ever been to like a, a lake or a pond and, and you mm -hmm. throw a rock in and you watch those ripples and they go on until you can't see them anymore. And, and each of our actions is like a ripple. And, and you can choose to have your ripples be filled with kindness and filled with love, or you can choose to have them not. <laughs> um, and, and I want, when I walk away from a conversation or when I walk away from an event, I want people to think, oh, she was really positive. She brought a lot to the table and, and not think, oh, wow, she was kind of negative or she complained a lot. <laughs> I want to make sure that, that my ripples are impactful in a good way. I, I I believe so from engaging you this first time. You've seen right energy, right vibe. Thanks. Ditto. So what has been your, well, anything else before we move on? No, no, I think that's good. Okay. What has been your biggest challenge on your journey so far? Um, I think one of my biggest challenges when I moved from working in a retail store to the corporate environment uh, I had to sort of reset my mind a little bit. Um, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't realize when people said, Sarah, tell me your opinion. They didn't really mean, tell me your honest opinion. 
Um, they they sometimes meant tell us what we want to hear. Yeah. So I had to learn to be able to kind of uh, like let's call it a criticism sandwich. Um, if I if they said you know we have this great idea that everyone should wear top hats and my initial gut reaction would be like that's a horrible idea. I had to learn to say, wow, that's an interesting idea. I wonder how that will make people feel, or I wonder how that will impact X, Y, or Z. So that I wasn't the one saying, this isn't the best idea I've ever mm -hmm. heard, but I was leading people to think, oh, maybe that isn't the greatest idea. Um, because you you don't, I don't want to be, it's very hard to remove a, a negative label, right? If you get labeled yeah. a negative, especially female, you get labeled a negative female. It's really hard <laughs> to undo that bias. So it's really important that it was important to me that I remained true to myself and that I was honest, but I found a positive way to do it so that people yeah. were interested in my feedback and, and found it valuable. So that, that was a big struggle for me. Uh, I would say another big struggle for me is I have a very, a very, uh, like my face says a lot, right? What's the expression? Oh. If my mouth doesn't say it. My face will. Um, and sometimes I don't even know, like I, sometimes I might roll my eyes or sometimes you, I kind of chuckle. You about don't have a poker face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to learn to They're going to know how you feel about, Oh, she didn't like what you did. Did you see yes. that? <laughs> Like, oh, she did that, like, she was here. Like, and oh. sometimes, sometimes I'm not even reacting to what's being said. I might be thinking about a conversation that I had with my daughter 20 minutes before the meeting started and, you know, it just popped back in my head. So for me, that's like a constant struggle to ensure that my body language is open and welcoming mm -hmm. and that my face is also open and welcoming and people know I'm here to listen and, and to help and, and be a part of the team. Now, the craziest moment I had in my topics of management class, we had well, we had our group, he gave us a list of books, and each group had to get one and present before COVID, things like February 2020, what it was about. I'm like, okay, no problem. Then one group was getting up there, they laughing like, man, we about to. I'm like, what they, what they laughing about? That book was about how companies need assholes because they are the top Money bringer. <laughs> I'm like, I wouldn't talk. What? Everybody fell out loud, like, <laughs> and they gave it down, like, so that person that's the jerk of the jerk, they're okay to be that way because they're making the company a crap load of money. I'm like, wow. I just wrote a book about assholes and companies. How about <laughs> I'm talking about that in class. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, maybe there's some truth to it. I kind of hope there's room for the opposite, that we can have companies full of nice, happy people that are also making money. <laughs> yeah. But then I started thinking some jobs where a dealership in Detroit years back, like, yeah, some of the ones that really was. They, were, they moved those cars. They really was. Yeah. I found that interesting that corporate America has a book about this. <laughs> it there's like books about everything, right? Like I love, you know, you hear a new topic and you Google it on Amazon and there's like nine different books that you can read about the subject. It's, it's kind of cool. Okay. 
in your words, what has been your impact on your journey so far? Oh, gosh. I mean, I, I hope it's one of positivity. Um, I've done a lot of change management between, you know, all the different roles I've had. And, and I hope my impact is that you, you can be smart and you can also be kind um, and you can bring joy even if you're delivering a hard message. You can still um, operate with compassion and, and operate with kindness. And I, I hope that's been my impact, right? It's kind of not necessarily for me to judge or me to say, but I, I hope that's what it's been. Okay. I mean, I, I know as a supervisor, <laughs> you get those employees that, oh, you're awesome, as long as they're not in trouble. But then when they do something that puts them in trouble of any kind, I ain't saying you ain't doing your job, but <laughs> You're like, I've matured in my time because, boy, 27-year-old Jeff would have cussed you out already. Like, who are you talking to? You lost your rabbit mind. You the one that came in late. That's why you get this right up. And you said it's my fault? You got me effed up. But mature Jeff, like, yeah, I get you may feel that way, but you did call in. This is the date of time, so just be mindful. Yeah, and I think yeah, you got famous. They they go to the like, oh, mm, mm. and you hear that voice. Everybody got that 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 like the Tom and Jerry cartoon, the mm-hmm. ancient devil. Like, you know, you need to let me talk to him. Like, nope, keep watching cartoons. Go back in your room. You can't burn yeah. this down. <laughs> I don't want to do that. We're gonna stay nice. We're gonna stay professional. And I think the the biggest lesson I've learned um, for things like that, right, for when you have to discipline like one of your best employees or things like that, as long as you were equal the whole time, right, like you weren't Mm -hmm. letting, you know, your favorite person, Jeff, get away with coming in late and, you know, letting Sally get in trouble, as long as you are equal and fair, I think, yeah, exactly. I think people respect that. Hey, I got a reputation at the site where I work at because he's by the book, yeah. And I'm going to walk. I get paid to do exercise. So as long as you do what you're supposed to do, you're all right. Right. Either you're going to get you're going to get what you earn, good, bad, and different, what I've always told my employees. So you need to write up. You're going to get it. You need to be praised. Mark, throw your party. I'm going to do it. <laughs> or we got to see what this topsy-turvy in the middle is. We got to figure that one out for you, too. Yes. Yeah. I don't have a dog in this at all. Right. You know, do right. it and keep moving. And I've learned that most of them have respected that because I will hear different stuff for other people. Like, oh, well, this business ain't personal. Right, <laughs> right. And even thinking about growing up, like I, I, I have multiple brothers and I have a sister. And, mm-hmm. you know, if, you're, if your parents weren't fair, you you remember that. And that was awful. So when you, when you grow into a leader, you want to make sure – you're fair. I mean, I know I was the oldest, but my dad taught my brothers to drive before me. And I just always thought that was so unfair. Oh, I'm the baby. And you get that. Oh, you the baby. You had like, oh, no, 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 no. My, my brothers and sisters made sure. Oh, no, there's no easy road here, kid. You're going <laughs> to earn what you get. We might make it a little hard for you, but you're going to earn it. I'm like, yeah, I, I don't know that pamper life that the the baby get, and that wasn't my life. 
me i'm the oldest so, <laughs> yeah i'm the oldest so i definitely don't know that pampered life <laughs> and i can be honest i always had a mouth so i was very outspoken so yeah y'all bigger than me but you know what all y'all still suck all right no. superstition <laughs> you still <That's>, suck <laughs> one, one time when i was older not grown yet but older you know mm-hmm. probably 1920 my dad was making all of us help clean up the house and i was doing the work okay same thing right like i had a mouth i was complaining and <laughs> making jokes and at the end i said to him i said why aren't you it's done aren't you so glad and he said Sarah, it's not the work. Your work is fine. He said, but you don't ever stop with that mouth. And I was like, hmm, teachable moment. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. What can you yeah, do? I remember that. <laughs> I, I was I was somewhat like that, too. Like, I mean, I mean, back in the day, they don't do it now, but no, I'm mom, she's from Alabama, so you really got out of pocket. Go get a switch. Now, I'm the youngest. I watch my siblings go outside, go find a nice branch, test it to make sure it was a good one. And I'm like, child out your damn mind. If you think I'm about to do that, you got me messed up. So it was my turn. I know I'm not doing that. they like, oh, my God, did he just tell her mine? No, like. I'm not about to go get a good weapon that you're going to beat me with. You got to put that work in. I know I'm my butt going to get a little more tender, but that's fine. I refuse on principle to go get the weapon you're going to beat me with. Nah, you got me messed up. No, not doing it. Hey, like, you lost your man. Like, y'all can do it. I ain't doing that. Mm-mm. Call me a degenerate. I don't care. I walk around some DX. Call me all day. No, I ain't doing it. No. And y'all out there finding a long one too? That hurt. Mm. Mm. Can't do it. No, can't do it. So when I had kids, I already know like, yeah, we're gonna have a debate because I know I had a mouth. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's amazing all the things we said as when we were kids. When I have kids, I'll never do that. That when we have kids, we do it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. I had my my first child and mm-hmm. I would see like parents maybe leave their kids in the car when they went into the grocery store and I thought oh I will never leave my kid in the car to run <laughs> into the grocery store and then I had my second and uh-huh. watch how fast I changed my mind about leaving kids in the car <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was air conditioner on all that safe stuff oh yeah air conditioner on doors locked you run into Cumberland Farms or 7-Eleven and whatever you need but yeah <laughs> now I know I guess back then we eat a lot of good food like steaks and stuff like that but as a kid like man we eating this like every other week I don't like this well when you get your own money you buy what you want like you're right yep I ain't buying it <laughs> <laughs> you don't like that nah man we used to ate all, all the time as a kid you were privileged like to me it didn't feel like privilege yeah like, when I get grown I got a list of what I ain't doing <laughs> yes. It's so I funny about the bills, though. We edit that list. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think I know about the responsibilities and the bills because you can take that part. Mm-hmm. Being a kid yeah. was the best part because you ain't got to deal. How much I owe you, DT? I'm paying this week and next week. Dang, I worked my butt off and all my money gone for bills. This is garbage. 
Yep. Yeah. Think about that part. Can't wait till I'm an adult. Any kid now, don't do it. Don't don't say that. Enjoy the ride. I think it's so important we find the joy in like all the stages, right? Sometimes we're so quick to say, oh, I can't wait to be retired or, oh, I can't wait to, you know, this. But it's so important that we find the joy in all the stages because they're all amazing, right? They're all yeah. cool learning experiences. Oh, man. We 80s, 90s had the best cartoons. Yeah, we did have really great cartoons. And you can watch Transformers, Thundercats, He-Man, G.I. Joe, DuckTales, Darkwing Duck. You were awesome. Yeah, Shira. Shira. She's awesome too. I don't know what crap they're watching now. Yeah, that's the that's the first time I figured out I was old. Um, I didn't like getting mail anymore. Like this isn't fun. These are all bills, <laughs> and I didn't understand Pokemon, even though my brother oh, Lord, me like a hundred times. That Yu-Gi-Oh that took over for a while. Yeah, yeah, I didn't understand that one either. That's how I knew I wasn't cool anymore. And then they had Power Rangers. Power Rangers were pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, but see, I grew up on original Voltron, so I'm like. Oh, um, it's a brilliant idea because there's no Voltron. You just made another version of it, <laughs> but it ain't Voltron. This is blasphemy. <laughs> <laughs> and they made a movie before Voltron. Like, dog, y'all slacking. <laughs> how they got a movie? It was an awesome movie too. I wanted to go see it. It's funny how we've been writing books for like thousands and thousands of years, but movies and TV shows and cartoons, we just keep remaking ones that were already there. There's like no original ones anymore crazy but they didn't make thundercats like really we got the technology now <laughs> we got better tech to redo heat max 87 yeah right we can do better now we can do better we can do better come on now we can do something <laughs> <laughs> my little tirade about cartoon fair enough <laughs> <laughs> all right and that Yoda game question. What advice do you have for? Well, hold on, my bad. I'm, I'm messing up. Didn't didn't ask you your impact already. Yep. Okay. Just make sure. Nailed it. Okay. So the Yoda game question. What advice do you have for someone trying to find their purpose? Okay. This is I like. This is my favorite question. I'm so ready for this. Go All ahead. right. I have a whole bunch of things to say. Um, Number one, I would say don't discount prayer. Really spend time with the Lord and and listen to what he's telling you um, because you can't do it all on your own. Uh, Number two, I would say don't be afraid to try new things. Um, Don't be afraid to go out of your comfort zone. You know, give something a try. Give yourself six weeks or, or eight weeks to see if you enjoy it or you find anything valuable about it before you kind of write it off and think it's not for you. Um, Don't be afraid to apply for jobs that maybe you don't think you're qualified for. Maybe you only have four or five out of the 10 things that they have on that list. Um, But maybe you're willing to learn and, and maybe you have the right attitude to fit into a team. So don't be afraid to apply for a job that, you know, on paper, maybe you're not perfect for. And I think um, really importantly too, always listen to to what what your internal like dialogue is telling you if if somebody's asking you to do something you're not comfortable with or or it's kind of warping your principles a little bit don't be afraid to to step out of it right 
Um, there are other jobs and other opportunities. And if you're not a great fit culturally or morally, go do something else. It, it's not worth the paycheck to have the, the mental cost that something like that takes. Man, that, that's that fire right there. Right? Mental cost. You, you, you had that bet. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite question. <laughs> <laughs> You called it out like I'm a teenager who never it. wants to hear anything I have to say. So to be asked, like, what's your advice is, is so wonderful. You just forgot the point, like major league movie. And they knocking out the park. Nice. This is your first podcast? Yeah, yeah. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. How did you like the experience? This was so cool. This um I, I had to ask my director to make sure this is something I was, you know, uh, oh, yeah. to do yeah. with my company. And I, I said to her, I said, I really want to do it because it's so far outside of my comfort zone. And and I don't think we're growing if we're not a little uncomfortable now and then. So sure. uh, this was a really cool experience. I think you're a phenomenal host. You really made me oh, feel comfortable from the get-go. And I appreciate that. Hey, that that's a tagline where we treat you like family. I, I need that Yoda game at the end. <laughs> Someone going to watch it live or watch it later. Like, oh, I want to go in Corp America. I can well, Sarah said, try these four things. Let me try that. Yeah. Don't be afraid. And, and volunteer for projects. That's another that's another great thing. Like, if if they're looking for volunteers for a cross-functional project and you think you can fit it into your workload, don't don't sacrifice your mental health or, you know, your work-life balance. But if you mm-hmm. can fit it in, anything you can volunteer for, you never know who you're going to meet. You never know what you're going to learn. You never know. You might find your passion that you didn't even know you had. So, Always volunteer for those cool projects. Now, my first encounter with getting clearance, I interviewed Assistant U.S. Attorney Terrence Hagelbuck, great guy, doing a lot of mentorship young. And when he sent me the email, like, I need to get clearance. I'm like, oh, Lord, the men in black coming? <laughs> whoa, whoa, hear the questions, man. I'm only asking your job. That's it. I don't want, I don't want no nothing. I don't want nobody. <laughs> Amen. I don't want nobody. Nothing. I don't need them knocking at my door or hearing extra buzz like, are they watching me? <laughs> They're going to get me when I'm sleeping. I don't want them problems. He started dying laughing. I'm just it's based, it's, it's about your journey to get there. That's it. So even when I was talking with the house speaker of Michigan, other people like, this ain't nothing. Don't classify stuff. They see questions about how you got here and advice for someone figure out theirs. Okay, that's cool. It's cool. Yeah, you had some amazing guests. I was blown away um, when I was looking through, you know, the the other episodes that you've had and just, and like I said to you before in the the waiting room, um, last week's Rochelle, or well, the replay of um, Rochelle Chapman. She is just such a firecracker. So amazing. And hey, what were we saying on there about that laughter, me days out going there to pull the trash. And she got that look like she about to flip the table like. Stay focused. How many glasses you got left? Whew. You're right. You're right. That, 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 that's the purpose. Tune all tunnel vision. All that stuff don't matter. Talk one day, about somebody that has like more than 24 hours in a day. How she fits in everything she's doing. Yeah. Amazing. Just, just really inspiring. Yeah, I mean, I've been truly blessed and humbled that the people that rock with the middle ground so far. Some people are like, am I a guest on your show? I mean, I've seen some of the titles like, 
I'm trying my I've been tasked to interview all career fields up your family purpose. Whether you just had the idea, I want to open a bookstore, for example. It's probably a thousand other people that's thinking of something, but they're afraid to say, I want to do it, I'm gonna try. Yeah. What made you try and say it out loud? To all the way up to where you're profitable. So I got a lot of ground to cover along the way to where you you had the idea and you actually made a profit. Because each step there's someone that I'm learning more of now that is hesitant. Right. Like I've published books. I've I learned a long time ago if you start, you finish it. So okay, this music puts music out, okay, doing this, and I got a, a radio show, okay. Then for like, but other people might be all their life thinking about writing and publishing a book and are scared. Sure. I never thought about that. Like, whoa. I'm I'm more goal oriented. I ain't I never, I never like I threw some Nietzsche game on. Let me sit back and ponder life now. I'm like, wow. Someone's scared all their life they want to do that. Like, wow. Okay. Yeah. And, and we all have different reasons for those fears, right? Like some people don't want to lose the job they have, or you know, some people are really concerned about rejection and that's really hard for them. And you know, I think the more we do things outside our comfort zone, the more we can grow and, and try those things, even if you take baby steps at a time to get there. Oh, I was comfortable with Anchor. It was audio. I figured out how to put an intro and outro. I'm like, I'm cool. I just got to edit the, you know, the engagement because we ain't backstage something. But if people <laughs> can say, like, do you got a live stream where people can come on and we can engage? Like, I only got audio. What are you talking about? No, I'm sorry. I don't have that. I only got audio. And then I came across StreamYard. I love a, a sponsorship as I'm always showing love to y'all. And yeah, uh, it's a really easy platform to use. I had never yeah. heard of it or used it until now. And, and I'm really it. impressed how too. easy it is to use. Oh, yeah, the quality of it when you film is awesome. Yeah, and no, I'm it's like, phenomenal. I'm probably going to do a replay of my first episode ever live because I was terrified. Like, oh, my God, they're going to look at me. I ain't lost the weight I want. I don't look like the black Superman or something yet. Like, oh my God. But God be like, I don't care about all that. Get to it. Yeah. Like, His time, not your time. Way. He's just real pushy with it. Like, you like Kobe, mom mentality. Say, go ahead, do it. Like, all right. Then I watched Bella. Like, oh, okay, I guess it wasn't that bad. I don't look that weird. But the entire time, oh my God, I'm terrified. <laughs> I'm shaking. <laughs> Has it been a long time since you've rewatched that first episode? Man, I ain't watched that after the first replay of it. After I did it, I'm gonna have to watch it again. Yeah, I'm, I bet I bet you'll be really proud of yourself. How much you've grown as an individual and as a host and as a you know the background person putting it all yeah, together and editing. Yeah, I wasn't comfortable. I'm like, I, I gotta. He got this tag latch. I gotta make them comfortable. Like, the guy just like make it happen, Captain. Like, if I could power bomb you, man, we'd be we'd be WrestleMania because you just just push with this thing. Like, I wasn't even trying to go in this direction, bro. I'm like, no, yeah, yeah, whatever, make it happen. I'm like, okay. Yeah, but, I think Rochelle said something really similar about how when, when she was thinking about getting into being a pastor, how she like sort of ran away from it and it wasn't. Oh, yeah, my dad was a pastor. I understand that. Yeah. I understand that. 
mean, I, I, I probably bet you might venture into that at some point, but I think what I'm doing this way. And maybe that's God like, okay, you ain't ready to just call yourself a pastor yet, but you can do it this way. Like, I can't find a no out of this one. I want to be a lawyer, so I can't find no wiggle room. Like, all right, all right. And like today's thing I filmed with the 100th birthday celebration, Mr. Newman, like, wow. Okay, I see why he keep pushing me to keep deep water, keep going out there, keep anybody listening. I know it's scary, but keep going to the deep water. You, you're you not going to drown. Whatever yeah. it is that you're thinking of doing, just keep going. If you got hope, you got someone physically or if it's spiritually that's pushing you. Because sometimes we, I, I'm, I'm stubborn. God know the child he made. <laughs> <laughs> he got to do some of these sometimes. Like, man, do it. My first book, I did it in a month. I ain't published until months later. Like, uh. I'm, I'm too personal, too confessional like us. Why not? Put it out there. How did you find the book writing experience? Wow, that was very reflective after I was done. Because I put in the first book like a lifestyle leading up to getting my degree from little kid to graduation. And I attempted suicide in high school, so I'm like, I ain't never telling anybody nothing like that. Yeah. They're never gonna know. You put that in there, dog. Like, <laughs> yeah, bro. I told you to be transparent about your life. Like, man, this dude, man, God tripped. I don't know. He, he drink some jack himself or something. What's up to? Man, people gonna know my business. I don't care. Make it happen. And I've encountered people that did read it that. And gave them a reason to live. I met on Instagram, and that just like wow. Wow! All my stubbornness. If it's just that one person, this is why I put it right. Yes. Okay. That's, like, that's not a ripple in the pond. That's a wave in the pond. Yeah. When your that, impact that, is like that, wow. It stopped me definitely. Like, okay, I can't keep being a jerk. Like, man, God, he tripping. I ain't trying to. I ain't trying to grow, bro. Let me just be right here enjoying. Nope. Keep growing. Keep growing. Keep growing. So, That's awesome. I keep trying now. I, I, I be quiet with my. I don't want to do it. I'm nervous. I'm scared. Because you're like, I don't care about that. Do it. And you'll be all right. I'm <laughs> like, this dude a bully. <laughs> I mean, it's for your betterment, but when you're going through it, you don't feel like, like that seems so scary. Like, uh, yeah, absolutely. Especially something so personal like that, such as like a struggle like that, but to, to realize that your story helped somebody at least one person want to keep going like that 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 still blows me away to this day how humbling to write a book you definitely would be reflective you thinking about writing a book uh yeah kind of it's kind of always in my head that it's something i would like to do (laughs) you know as part of sense was a little twitchy like she might be an author but i'm not sure what you want to write about you know, I don't know. Um, I, I'm reading right now Amy Jamrog's um, Cue the Confetti or Confetti Moments. And it's about, you know, celebrating all the little wins in our life. Like not every day is a wedding or a graduation. And I, I'm loving that. It's a, a really cool book. Um, okay. I, so I don't, I don't know. I don't really know. But I, I think it's definitely something, you know, in my future that I would like to explore I could a little see bit more. you writing something about having the right 
energy in a corporate environment. Okay. Number two. I like see that. About that. That might be a guy. Mm hmm. Definitely see you writing a book about that. Maybe even a series. Yeah, maybe. I I can tell you what um I first <laughs> when I first told my district manager that I was applying, and, and he I said he was very we were very open and candid with each other. Oh and, um, he, he oh. really let me know like it's it's I believe in you and I, I know you can do other things and okay. you know, you have my support. And um, so I told him I applied for you know job X, Y, and Z. And he said, oh, Sarah, you're not ready for that one. And, and I got like all like mad. Mm. And I was like, what do you mean I'm not ready? I'm so smart and I'm so great. He said, no, calm down. Just calm down. He said, you're <laughs> smart enough. He said, you're uh -huh. smart enough and you have the yeah. skill set. He said, what you don't have is the political skills. He said, you don't understand how political it is. And oh, I thought, yeah. mm, I can do anything. And, and I just sort of like wrote him off. But then he was right. And it was very humbling to realize I was missing this whole skill set that, you know, and I thought I was a people person and I thought, you know, oh, everybody likes me and, mm -hmm. and you get in this new environment and need to like relearn everything and, and learn to be better. Uh, it was very humbling. You play chess? No, I play. No, I don't. Watch play a YouTube chess. video on, on how to play chess. Okay. I guarantee it'll help you more going forward. Okay. Because chess like is that. strategy. And whichever video you watch that explain the purpose of chess and anticipate moves ahead, same thing in corporate America. I used to watch that show Lie to Me. That was pretty good where he Oh, that he show was did. great with the body language. That yes. plays factor too. So you read your body language. Get a snapshot of how they come from. Are they an Autobot or a Decepticon? Okay. <laughs> Are you a Decepticon? So you move like this. So you know how to put them in that box. And okay, if I'm trying to get a project done, they always show the tennis and they trying to bogart or, or I did it. So I'm going to have to put a little, little knight right there to block them out the way so they can get over there. I can get what I can need done. And Good metaphors. I learned how that was to. a great show. Very interesting show. Engage people more. In, in that level to where you gain allies. Cause <clears throat> I thought it was weird, but I'm like, chess do all that. They start looking at something like, yeah, actually. Cause you do, it do be a lot of political bull job going on and you gotta learn who real, who ain't. Okay, I need to gain allies. So if some crap ever come down the pipe, no, that's not that person, you're lying on it. It shouldn't be all that, but sadly, it's the world we live in. Yeah, no, absolutely. It is. It is. And so hopefully those tips will help you be better at it. Yeah. No, I, I appreciate that. I think that's definitely always can learn something, how to be a, a better communicator and, you know, how to look forward a few steps. Yeah, you'll eventually be a president. Valuable. I can see that. you be the top spot. <laughs> I can see it. Well, I definitely want to thank amazing senior manager, elite and specialist programs, project manager, certified scrum master, Lane Six Sigma Green Belt of Lenovo, Sarah Dickinson, PMP, been an amazing guest, sharing her journey, awesome Yoda game, 
awesome conversation. Yeah, thank you so much. This was really cool. You really made me feel comfortable. And awesome. I'm, I'm so glad we got to do this. Me too. And you part of Middle Ground Furniture. You want to come back? Let me awesome. know. All the time. And I hope everybody have a rest of their weekends. Awesome. Ground floor, we got another great relationship topic later at 1030. Check that out. Great conversation panels. Till next time, everybody. Thank you. Detroit